Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eccles. This is episode 89. I am your host, Carter E., joined as always by Jeff Mulvihill Jr. on the production side. Uh, today we are joined by one other person, uh, Duke Rittenhouse, the news editor here at the Nevada Appeal. Um, for those of you who are consistent listeners, you heard Duke's voice not too long ago when he filled in while I was on vacation. Um, but we have a whole host of high school football stuff to get underway. Um, as we were joking about before the podcast, summer's over. It's it's fall football time. Uh, yes, it's August 9th, and it's still almost 100 degrees outside, but summer's over. <laughs> before we get into the uh, football side of things, I would like to thank today's sponsor. That is Played Again Sports, located in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can also check them out online at www playedagainsports.com. All right, Duke, how are you doing? Long time, uh, is it no here, no see? <laughs> it's, it's not a visual medium. There's <laughs> a lot going on there, Carter. Um, <laughs> when was it like? Because we, we it was were in June. the old building. Yeah. It was June last year. No, no, it was, it was June this year. This year? Yeah, because I was... I went, but I the town. three of us, I mean. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was the old building. Yeah, that was a while ago. That was oh yeah the the, the special yeah. all caps yep. special yep, episode go. right you make it special too the, this is great I, I okay <laughs> we're off to a fantastic start so football football Carter, talk about football football well of course we are not too far away from things kicking off uh, both Carson and Douglas have scrimmages this Friday. So that's kind of what prompted this uh, particular special episode. Of course, we're going to break down both of those teams, maybe look at their schedule, and then, I mean, how can you not look at the new league classification division alignments, uh, given the way that is all shaken out? I'm sure some of you guys need a refresher. Uh, we've run a few of them in the in the newspaper, but, um, you know, it's, it's complicated, and it... Uh, will change for winter sports and every other sport. So uh, it's always good to catch up on football. Duke, let's start with the, I guess since we're in Carson City, let's start with the Carson Senators. Uh, you know, coming off a 2-8 uh, and eight season last year, obviously, you know, I, I guess I'm curious where to start. Do you start with the 5A Division Three aspect of it? You see a lot of new names on this on this schedule with Hug, Wooster, North Valleys. Um, you know, it's it's... Obviously, they play Minogue, they play McQueen this year, but it's gonna be it's gonna be different for sure for the Senators, and um, I'll get into some of the the more inter dynamics of the team. But uh, you know, on the, on the outside, uh, just how how different do you envision this five uh, A Division three looking? I think you do have to start with that because I think it affects everything. Um, you go into the season with this whole new format, and I was scrolling through the roster just before we came in here, and it did seem like a lot of names. And I had talked with Jeff a few weeks ago on a fill-in episode about enthusiasm, and we both agreed that you know if you're a, a player or a coach or a booster of the school or whatever, you've got to be fairly enthusiastic about this, right? It changes everything. So I think that is the the good starting point in that, um, you know, as far as the Senators specifically, the the non-league is actually fairly rugged. Um, they have taken their uh, out-of-area opponents and just flipped the sights. And, um, you know, some of those are, are going to be worthy opponents. Sutter's good every single year. Um, Basic is a, a big school in the Las Vegas area. Um, 
when they get done with that, they're challenging themselves with McQueen and Bishop and Oak. And here's your big difference, as you've touched upon. Here's your big difference. They're, they're not going to be, they're going to be zero and zero after those games, if you want to look at it that way. Um, and then we get into the, a, uh, a five-game league season. And um, last season, they only played two of these five teams. They were one and one, beat Douglas by a point, lost to Galena. Uh, Hug, North Valleys, and Wooster are newcomers as far as Carson is concerned. I, I just think when you look at something like that, if, if you're not enthusiastic and you're not looking at opportunities and like, guys, it, we get a couple breaks here, why not go 5-0? and I mean, then there's something wrong with you if you're not thinking that because I, I think it just changes everything. You go into the season uh, – if uh, this is a word I used a couple weeks ago, peers. These teams are your peers. They're your equals. You go into the season knowing that. Um, how could you not be enthusiastic? So that's my long answer. My short answer is I think the realignment affects everything. That's my short answer. And we will continue to touch on realignment, especially as we get closer to the postseason, what some of those 5A Division Three uh, Southern Nevada teams look like. I don't think that's uh, really worthwhile touching on today. I don't think we need to go all around the the, the spectrum here of <clears throat> what 5A Division Three looks like. But again, specific to Carson and Douglas, um, I think uh, going back to, to Carson, at least as far as the, the team is concerned, I think one of the biggest challenges for them this season is going to be replacing some of those names on offense from last year. A lot of seniors on the offense uh, that that obviously won't won't be returning. Parker Story, Chris Guerrero, who was were a hundred percent of the passing there um, at, at running back. You obviously lose Story as well with Quinton Beck. Uh, DeCarlo Quintana is gone. Um, you know a lot of those a lot of those offensive pieces, and you know. Carson exactly wasn't exactly known for its offensive firepower last year, but still, it's still you know yardage and and percentages you're going to have to replace. Um, you know now defensively, the, there are a couple of leading tacklers from last year that that aren't coming back, and Isaac Avina, uh, Alex Myrene, and a couple others. But defensively, I mean, uh, Kincaid Gill will be back, uh, JT Heaton's back. Um, Burgers back, you know, it's they will return some names on on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I guess. And Duke, I'm curious what you think, uh, you know, here from the early indication. Obviously, we haven't seen them play yet. But what do you think the, that the biggest question mark will be for the, the Senators coming into the season? I think you kind of hit on it. And it's kind of good news, bad news. Right. I think in the early season, uh, if you're Carson, you hope, look, we, we do have the solid defense. So let's have these guys keep us in the game as best we can while we find our uh, footprint on offense. And I think you hit on the biggest problem. Uh, they need a quarterback. And uh, obviously, you're not going to pass on every down. But that's where it's going to start. And it'll be very helpful to use that long, long non-league season, I think, to find your identity on offense while you're hoping the defense you know, is keeping the opponent to the point where the, the final is, you know, if it has to be, the final is 14 to 10 or 17 to 7 or or whatever. Um, because probably early in the season, Carson's not looking at winning any blowouts. I mean, they're, they're not looking at the schedule and going, well, 47 to 45. I mean, that's yeah. probably not going to happen. But um, offense can develop. You know, there's so many cliches with it where, you know, offense is repetition and timing. You have to practice that. Defense, a lot of it, not that you don't practice, but defense is reaction. And uh, you can um, you can get away with defense, I think, earlier in the season because you are you're just reacting and, and speed and that sort of thing. So for Carson, uh, by week six, 
I think the question is, what does your offense look like? That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. Yeah, and you know, I should have led this with with Carson High, obviously a new athletic director, as we uh, put out yesterday on the NevadaAppeal.com website, and, and Thomas Raymer, who comes from uh, Incline. Um, he will take over as athletic director. Ryan Boshar will be in his second season as uh, Carson High's head coach. Um, you know, not to get too far away from uh, Carson here, bounce too far back and forth, but you look over at Douglas and they don't necessarily have the same issue. Uh, they do lose some impactful seniors from last year, right? They've got they've got some captains. They obviously have a new set of captains this year, but some captains from last season that that don't return. But from a, a one and eight squad, they return most of the production they had on uh, both sides of the ball, especially defense. When you add in uh, Cole Smalley, who I mean, watch out, five A Division three. Just there's your there's your warning. What do, what do you think? What do you think Douglas's biggest question mark is going to be? Kind of following that that same line of questioning that we just did for Carson. You know, I think if you're the Tigers, it's just getting into a winning mindset. I think um, I know the coaching staff would like to have more bodies, and, and that's that's a fair point for football. I think um, without having actually counted it, you know, just looking at the sideline, the the number of players suited up for a varsity level game has not been large. You know, it, it. What was it? It was in the twenties last year. I think they year. were low thirties. Yeah. Okay. At, at, at worst, they were high twenties based yeah. off injuries. Um, and, yeah. and and that you know that that can be a problem. That's you know that's asking probably your lot of guys to go two ways mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So I think more bodies um, at the varsity level if you're Douglas, and then a winning mindset. I mean this this is pro- This is a team that was better than one and eight. I mean they. It, just a little bit similar to Carson. There were times last year where the Tigers weren't getting the key first down, and now the defense is back on the field. You know, a little bit less of that this year would be, I think, fantastic. And um, But I think uh, Smalley and I can come up with a couple others, but there's your Division Three player of the year to me. Knock on wood. Wait, there we go. Um, for his health <laughs> mm-hmm. and all that, because I think we've seen what can happen. With random injuries. And just football being football. Yeah, yeah just a random uh, broken arm, mm-hmm. as an example. You know, um, let's, So knock on wood for that. But a healthy, he's probably your player of the year. I mean, he's just it, it, a good football player. Uh, he's got all the skills and just instincts and everything you'd want at this level. So there's a, why not start with that? There's your building block right there. There's something you can work with. And then, as we just mentioned for the Senators, you do have a longer non-league schedule to figure out maybe who goes into what slot your linemen stuff like that mm-hmm. um you know if you go on the road and lose at argonaut or whatever it's not going to end your season so i think the tigers I, I think the tigers need that mindset and i know they are also dealing with a little bit of a, a quarterback uh situation as owen evans has has battled some injuries early on and i um, you know, I don't want to misspeak here, but I think that's kind of an open an open battle uh, with him. Obviously, Evans was was named one of their captains uh, as well, but I, I'm not sure he's going to be healthy for the first couple games of the season. So um, another another thing similar to the Senators, where uh, going to have to kind of see where they they figure that out. But uh, for Douglas, I mean, you go home against Hug at North Valley's and home against Wooster, right, leading into that Carson game. Uh, again, it's the same three opponents Carson has and. Um, you know, they're kind of, I mean, they're not new teams to anybody in the area, but they are new in terms of 
I'm not sure most people who were Carson and Douglas football fans are following what what Hug or North Valleys or Wooster was doing at the at the three A level or the the in between level there. Um, and again, I mean, just just how important, how much emphasis do you think is going to have to be put on those those last five league games because of the weight they carry now that they're in a whole new a whole new division? Yeah, it it, it you know again we hit on this at the top of the episode. It, it does it changes everything. Um, you know, Douglas on uh, September 15th plays Reed, and obviously they're going to go out, they're going to try to win. Uh, the teams have met a million times in playoff games and all that. It's a big game. But, it, you know, in a world of it is what it is, as soon as that game's over, uh, they have seven days to get ready for Galena, you know, and, all, and it just takes on this kind of new importance and all that. And you've got five shots to, you know, to do your thing here. And um, it... it it's interesting how how it plays out. You know, the Galena game will be a tough game. That's you know uh, was a close game last year. That was the Monday game for people who remember just the complete weirdness yeah. of that game. Um, and then yeah, it, you know if you are a hardcore Carson Valley person, you might as you mentioned, you might not be familiar with the three Reno schools coming up after that. So you you know again. Uh, if we're going glass half full, I think you look at that as, uh, you know, especially two of them at home, let's get three wins here, you know. And so it, the dynamic is different. I, was it Douglas? I was looking real quick before we started. Was it, I mean, last year was so different. Douglas had to go to Spanish Springs, right, to end the season? I, I mean, believe so. I believe. It's the longest trip in the area. I mean, uh, they were at home against Spanish Springs, actually. Okay. Yeah. So, so it was, okay. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, still, at least according to Max Cross. That's a weird way to end the season. <laughs> well, right. You mentioned yeah. long road trips. You know what? Douglas has got on their slate for week three. It's a it's a trick out to Spring Creek. <laughs> I'm looking at it right uh, now. Yeah. I, I know that is going to be a haul uh, one one way or the other. And, you know, I it's a, it's a joke I make, not pointed at any, any high school teams more amongst, you know, people just because if you're going to spend that long on the bus, you don't want to lose on top of that. That's a long bus ride home to be holding, handling a, a, a loss there. So uh, curious to see how, how that one goes. Uh, Douglas also has a, a rematch scheduled to start the season against Argonaut. That was their their lone win from last year, beating them 20 to zero. But yeah, long a long road trip there, week three for for Douglas. They're getting they they do get a look at a couple of those three uh, A teams after the whole. Uh, should we just call it a? Tussle over <laughs> Douglas dropping to three A. So, so Douglas was was petitioning to go down. Correct. Was North Valley's petitioning to come? I mean, had it, those three A teams that are sorry the the three teams that were three A that are now five A three were they any of them wanting to come back up? That was a post that happened after Douglas's offered move to three A was rejected. That gotcha. was when Donnie stepped in. Donnie Nelson, the head of the NIAA, came in and said, "All right, let's do this these divisions." Right. I think yeah. for North Valley's, it helped that Hug was adamant about being 5A. Hug wanted to be 5A, and that you've got the North Reno rivalry there. So that would help them to move up. North Valley's, for those who remember, is naturally a 5A level school. Right. That's where they came in in the early 2000s. So 20 years ago, they were, it's a big school, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the 3A, the 3A um, experiment, not, it's probably not the right word, but, their stay in 3A, I don't think was meant to be permanent. So when this reorganization was happening, especially when it was clear Hug was going to move up, I think North Valley's was okay with it, is my understanding. And especially in the, oh, you know, you're not in the Bishop Gorman division. You're literally in our third division. 
you know, yeah. I think that's yeah. got to help, for, especially for football. Yeah. That's got to help your mindset, right? So I, I don't know. I think my understanding is everyone is fairly pleased uh, how this came about. You know, competitiveness, even playing field, playoffs at the end. I think everyone's fairly pleased. And Duke, you mentioned playoffs at the end. It looks like you got the the bracket in front of you. Um, I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy to to run uh, listeners through. But if you don't mind giving us a preview of what what the postseason may look like, should uh, any of our team area teams end up uh, playing through uh, November? Yeah, it's actually fairly easy. Uh, so looking at Division Three, for example, which is our Carson and Douglas division, there's six teams, five league games. There'll be standings at the end. Uh, here's the easiest part. All six teams will make the playoffs. Uh, what you want to do is finish first or second. That will give you a bye into the semifinals. The four versus five and three versus six games are scheduled for Thursday, October 26th. So uh, Short rest? It Go is because, because those... Um, those Friday games, including Carson Douglas, are scheduled for the 20th. 20th, yeah. Yeah, so that's, maybe that's how they had to do it to get three rounds of playoffs in is, look, we got we to gotta go. And, of course, just looking at this uh, without it, I don't even need a calendar to let you know that Friday must be the Nevada day. It is. Okay, so that's, <laughs> you know, and in the past, sometimes we've had regular seasons end on that weekend. So we're used to this. We've seen mm-hmm. Thursday games. Those here, there'll be two quarterfinals. Those winners advance to meet the one and two teams. Uh, switches back to Friday, November 3rd. Those are your semifinals. These are all at um, school sites. So seating is important. You'll get home games. The Division Three championship is Friday, November 10th. The site is to be determined. Typically, the NIAA will step in and go neutral site for that sort of thing. So even if, although, you know, it's interesting is Carson and Douglas both have very nice fields. Mm-hmm. So that won't be an issue. It, it, it can be like late in the season, I think we've all seen where like reed and grass fields can fall apart. That won't be an issue for Carson and Douglas. Um, the, like I said, the NIAA sometimes steps in, so depending on who it is, you can expect to see uh, that game at Damani or Minogue because they clearly can't even be playing in it. So that'd be my prediction. The winner on Friday the 10th is your Division Three champion and will have a one-game playoff versus your Southern Three champion, and that's for a state title. And so we are we – are- at least for the fo- football side of things, we are done with both uh, regional title teams making it into the state tournament. It is only your 5A Division Three regional champ that will yeah. play for a state title. And, you know, what's weird is it, it, that's strange to a lot of people, but even when they called it the sunset and the sunrise down south, Nevada had three regions, not just two. People say north and south, which is fine. That's how people think. But it was actually all these years it was three regions. It was Northern Sunset Sunrise. Mm-hmm. That gives you three champions. That's why there was always that fourth team that would rotate. And the, yes, as you just mentioned, there were years when the two of the semifinalists were from the North. And your uh, your Northern Championship game was actually a state semifinal. No, that's all. If they keep this format, that's all gone. A Northern champion will face a Southern champion in Division Two, And the same thing will happen in Division Three. Division one is South only. So their region playoffs double as state playoffs. If, um, but yeah, the, the wacky, uh, almost a wild card. It was like an NFL wild card. Mm-hmm. That wackiness, if they keep this format, that thing is over. Yeah, and you know, of course, I, I feel like this probably goes without saying, but that Carson Douglas game to end the year will probably have 
uh, quite a bit of seating implications on it. Uh, of course, it's also something we've talked about plenty already on the podcast. That will be the the hundredth anniversary of the first meeting between Carson and Douglas uh, here at the Nevada Appeal Record Curry. We have a whole a whole big thing planned. Um, I think we've talked you through some of it, so that'll be definitely worth keeping an eye on. Um, if I was a guessing man. I would go ahead and put a lot of money on that Carson Douglas game finishing within seven points. I don't think either team blows one or the other out. But I agree. Whoa, whoa. I agree. Gambling, gambling. No, 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 no. Okay. He, he said, I said if guessing. He was a guessing. I said guessing. Oh, and guessing. I almost gave him a hard time. <laughs> Not gambling. Guessing. Guessing. I would say that game finishes within seven points. You know, somebody wins seventeen ten, at you know whatever twenty four seventeen at. It will not be more than one score. Yeah, um, I would agree. I don't know if that's a bold prediction, but I don't think it's bold. I, you know, of course, it's we're not even at week zero yet, yeah. so it, in a sense, <laughs> it's kind of bold. But no, you got uh, good rivals, uh, probably fairly evenly matched, a lot at stake. You, you know, I, I would be surprised. I mean, you know, we had twelve to eleven last year. We've had strings um, uh, ever since both schools were at the. 5A level, which we used to call 4A, which used to be AAA, but you know what I mean, large schools, right? Division 1. Division 1, remember? That was terrible, Division 1. And then no one wanted to be Division 2, so it went like, oh my gosh. Um, we're, getting, we're getting down the rabbit hole. But my point being, ever since both schools have been the large school, I think the games have reason, you know, been reasonably close, historically. So um, I think Carter brought up a good point. You know, you're going to enter... The week leading up to Friday the 20th, and it's probably going to be, we could probably get an article out of it, the playoff implications, Mm -hmm. you know, because it could be uh, Carson and Douglas could be playing for a title. I mean, and you know, or let's say, let's say the winner can get that second seed. That's huge. That was going to be my, yeah. You know, and you're going to have, I believe, uh, oddly enough, I believe Galena finishes with Wooster. What if, you know, what if Galena's three and one and needs that win to get to four and one and, you know, they can get a, a playoff game for a school that hasn't, you know, had a lot of recent success. You know, what if Huggin North Valley's the North Reno's North Reno, the North Reno teams? Uh, what if they're playing for a championship? Yeah, and that's just Division Three. There's good rivalries in Division Two too, too. Yeah, and you, like like you said, Hug kind of started to figure figure some stuff out last year. There, I think if you're not as in, in tune with some of these uh, Northern Reno teams you haven't seen in a while, maybe you're thinking, all right. Wooster, come on, that's that's a win, and hug, that's a win. North Valley's that's a win. I, I'm not, I wouldn't go that far. I would, I would think that's that's being a little too arrogant given uh, what some of these teams have produced recently. And I mean, obviously, we'll see, right? That's that's why they play the games. But uh, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see see how this five A Division three shakes out because I know from talking to coaches at Carson and at Douglas that they both feel like they have a a reasonable shot at. at being being in the mix for the top dog, if not the the top dog, and I know for a fact that's not something either either program could say in the previous years based off of where they were where they were sitting. So certainly something to keep an eye on there. Dude, Just, any, anything else before we uh, get out of here? So what I'm hearing is September 22nd is the start of league. 21st. 21st. Well, that, okay, Thursday so it's the a 21st. Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday they'll have the JV and, and uh, freshman games. Check that. So Carson currently has scheduled to play Hug on the 21st, which is a Thursday. Uh, Douglas is scheduled to play at Galena on the 22nd, which is a Friday. So a little a little wonky there. But yeah. doesn't that get to uh, an article we just ran, right? Officials. Yeah. Uh, get ready for it and 
anyone out there, if you've thought of officiating, do you have friends that want to officiate? Because Northern Nevada is down to its minimum number of crews. And uh, the the obvious result of that is uh, your Friday night football gets moved to Thursday or Saturday because you have to have the same crew. Some of these crews will work all weekend. And you know what some of them do? Some of them do Pop Warner games. Yeah. And, hey, I admire it. It's a great way to make a living. But we are down to the minimum number of crews and I'm, I, this is a public appeal. If you have any interest in officiating, please contact the officials association. Yeah. And you know, I don't think the athletic directors need any more pressure, but I do think it's going to be paramount that fans and spectators are not as crazy towards officials. I just, some of it's insane. I've seen it firsthand and you're watching everything dwindle away. As we just talked about, they're down to their minimum number of crews you can't have people quit if you're down to your minimum well, number of crews. And it's across all sports. Yeah, it's not, it's just, not just football. football right. It's, it's, it's baseball, softball, you know, you name it. I'm, I'm assuming the track officials are kind of hard to argue with because it's, it's all recorded. But uh, it's getting bad. Soccer officials, it's bad. And my dad was a basketball official for 38 years up here, and they used to have a long waiting list. And, and at the end, my dad would assign the crews. It was part of his job. And he'd have this... Uh, uh, paper and pencil version of Excel going, you know, more or less. And he had a system, but he had all these crews and he had all these people. And the phone would ring like when I'd be home from college, the phone would ring and ring and ring because guys were calling the house asking for my dad, saying that they were available. You know, hey, Jack, I can I can work Friday. I, you know, I, I got off work. I can I can do a game Friday. And so we'd have we'd have these charts and cross outs and this and this. And that is just done. They don't need Excel hardly. You know, and that's basketball. They again, they're just down to not a lot of extras, and they have these camps and these clinics, and they they offer training, and not a lot of people are showing up. The waiting list. I, this is my memory from a kid. The waiting list of guys who wanted to do varsity games because you know the prestige and yeah. a, a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. The waiting list used to be huge, and my understanding now is. There's not much of a waiting list. Uh, Without naming names, you and I both saw a first-year official last year who came with from zero experience to working small school games at the varsity level right away. Right away. And, I mean, so, yeah, stop yelling at the officials. Get out there. Grab a whistle. It's... I'm telling you, for any high school sports fans out there, we're on the edge. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. And uh, you even look through Douglas. Douglas has had a game already moved to Thursday as well, that game against Reed at home before they get into the league slate there. Um, yeah, I imagine it will not be the last time you hear me say something like that. So if you're already sick of it, well, get used to it. Because honestly, it, it seems like it's a problem that it's going to only get worse before well, it, it gets better. It, and it, it's, it's now creeping into transportation as well. I don't know if... Washoe schools have got the same problem, but Carson City schools, if you know, kids are leaving school at 11 a.m. for a five o'clock game because there's no bus driver. Yeah, no, so. it, Washoe's dealt with that for a little. Either either, uh, either an odd departure time or um, making uh, other arrangements. But you know, the districts, if like you to be on district transportation, I understand that. But yeah, yeah the whole the, uh, our structure is a little bit crumbling, I think, and it's not like it's not solvable. I think we can solve it, but. 
for for anyone who loves high school sports, we need to kind of put our heads together here. We need to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, feel free, while as we're wrapping up here, to continue sending in your stories from uh, your Carson and Douglas rivalry days. I got a I got a very interesting email uh, oh, about a week or two ago um, from uh, a lineman who played in uh, what may be the last really lopsided Carson Douglas game in 1956. That's seventy to zero uh, win. I got a. It was it was a very very thoughtful very well put together email and uh, man it was fun reading through and looking at some of the old programs uh, about that obviously uh, score notwithstanding but uh, continue to continue to send those to me that is c e c k l at nevadaappeal.com. I think those those stories are great and I definitely think we can we can add a, a whole section about uh, your stories to to our coverage uh, for this hundredth uh, um, meeting of. Carson and Douglas. I was going to say hundredth anniversary. Is that is that it, a fair? Like, because it's not the hundredth time they've played. It's the other way around. Actually, it is the hundredth anniversary. Oh, sorry, it's, it's not the hundredth. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm talking backwards. Yes. There's, a, there's. I'm looking at it right now. There's some gaps, which we will explain in um, our special section and other places. There's some gaps in playing annually. Um, uh, off the top of my head, that would be more due to when Nevada split divisions. Carson's always been a large school. And played a level above Douglas, and apparently, you know, you make your nine or ten game schedule at the time. Since it's not a league game, the schools must have looked at each other and said, "Eh, you know, whatever. It's not a league game. We're busy. We'll catch you later." So you don't have a hundred meetings. You have, I believe, it's eighty-two. Yeah. Which is, I just wrapped up an article that uh, you'll see sometime soon. I'll throw this out real quick. It's the best rivalry in the state. I will die on that hill. <laughs> I it, will it, too. <laughs> I, I I did some research. I mean, from I, I've been a Northern Nevada resident for off and on. I lived in California, but I've been a Northern Nevada resident for quite a while. I researched Southern Nevada to make sure I was doing it right. It doesn't compare. The the best rivalry down there, uh, that the one they think is the best. Uh, one team has beaten the other team twenty five times in a row. As we go into this season, they do play again this season, and it'll be twenty six. That's not a rivalry. That's that is your varsity beating up on your freshman. That's ridiculous. That's the old Serena Williams Maria Sharapova rivalry, (laughs) where uh, Serena's beaten Maria twenty of the twenty two times they've faced, but it's a rivalry. So it, it, and then I even I tried to give everyone credit. I mean, I know there's good rivalries out there. There's Elko and Spring Creek, right? There's there's um, a couple good ones still left in Reno. There are a couple decent ones in the Las Vegas area. As Vegas has gotten bigger, you've got Henderson and stuff like that. But those are only dating to like the 90s or 2000s. Carson and Douglas met 100 years ago. They've played 82 times. They're like 14 miles apart. I mean, they're one high school towns. It, it's it's not close. I will I will fight anyone who disagrees with me. It's not even close. And this is a mute, mute point now because Douglas did not drop to three A. But there was a moment there where they may not have played this year had Douglas made the switch to three A. I've heard from multiple well you know people who work in in the athletics department from both sides that said. If Douglas had dropped to three A, our schedules are kind of already set. I don't know if we would have made this work. So it's it's I'm glad, obviously, that it, it is happening. Um, it's hands down the most fun high school football game I think I've had the opportunity to to, to cover to this point. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see who's pushing that big old trophy towards their <laughs> end zone when uh, when everything's said and done. Uh, anybody got anything before we get out of here? 
That's going to do it for uh, episode 89. Don't you worry for all you other fall high school sports fans who may not be as interested in the football side of things. We have plenty more coming for you next week. Uh, We will run through all the other changes in 5A for uh, all your fall sports. Uh, We'll get to winter sports when winter sports roll around, and we'll get to spring when spring sports roll around. But we will run through the rest of the fall sports changes. Otherwise, big thanks to Duke Rittenhouse for joining the pod once again. Thank you, of course, to my producer, Jeff Mulvihill Jr., and to today's title sponsor in Play It Again Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs located in the Tossie Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playedagainsports.com. That's going to do it for episode 89. We will catch you guys next week. Take it easy.